The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, you're listening to uh, UFC Unfiltered. Very, very busy show. Matt and I joke around. We laugh. Paul Felder calls. Elias Theodoro calls. We talk to Kamara Usman. A lot gets done. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is... UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Oh, it's good to be back in the Big Apple. 27 fucking degrees. Even L.A. it rained. Everywhere I go, I just bring horror and destruction. Is that where, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody, is that where Ozzy Osbourne lives? In- yes, it is. The party was at his house. You went to a oh, party. Wow. Well, yeah? It was really nice. Um, How was it? It was fun. I mean, it's a birthday. It was Ozzy's birthday party. It was, you know, they're proper... <clears throat> Sharon is like a proper British lady. Like, Ozzy's a fucking... You know, he's probably... Literally, if he had his way, he'd probably spend all his money uh, on just, like, you know, on fucking junk food and weird shit. Do you remember the show? Uh, Hats. You know, he'd buy weird stuff. <laughs> You remember the show, Osborne's? Sure, of course. It? You ever see when the wife, um, Sharon, and the daughter were doing fishy fingers, and they were, they were putting their fingers and trying to in the, in the in the thing, and then trying to and then put it by each other, and they were, and Ozzy's like, they're bloody mud. No, I can't do a good fucking Jamie English. They're bloody ang- That's not but, Jamie oh, English. Oh, I swear to God, that's an episode, man. I, I seen that. I never saw <clears throat> all the Osborne's. It's insane, because it made me want to hang out with them too much. So I was oh. frustrated. They live in a different house now. Anyway, this is a different home. They've had like five homes since then. And, uh, I like that they're still together. Oh, yeah. You know? They, you get there, right? And there's, of course, there's security and valet. Yeah. And you walk in, and uh, they have this little, you walk into this giant, like they have a beautiful, uh, big, beautiful room, obviously, uh, you know, which leads out into their backyard. Yeah. But it was all tented off, and they built a wood floor over the pool. So it was like a giant deck that was tented in with rented furniture. It held like 250 people. It was fucking incredible how nice it was. And I'm like, I didn't realize. I'm like, this feels like an extension of the home. And like, no, this is outside. Yeah. So they must have spent a lot of money on that. And uh, it was. I, I hung out with Marilyn Manson most of the night. Yeah, I went out talking to him a lot. How's he doing? He's good. He's a really funny uh, guy. He's silly. He just likes to goof off and just does talk he, shit. Does he look... Does he dress the way? Is he like going there like Marilyn Manson? No, he's. I mean, I mean, you know, is he just going there with like a regular. Like, he's him, but I mean, he's. Uh, I'll show you this really cute girl I met there too. 
I was kind of hoping she'd go out with me. She was a Britney Spears impersonator. What a delightful young woman. Is it, is, is it a woman? Yes. Well, I mean, you know, well, I mean, you like classical definition, no, but. Oh, really? Wow. She was pretty. Yeah, I know. Sharon introduced me to her. I, was, I, I saw her. <laughs> she really gets you. Uh. Yeah, well, she was, she's the trans or just an impersonator. Right. And I go, Sharon, I like her. And she goes, I know you do. And she fucking grabs me by the hand and walks me over. Yeah. And introduces me. And she's like, Jim is a very good friend of ours. And the girl still wanted nothing to do with me. But <laughs> Poor guy. I don't, I don't know if it's a, a, a male who just crossed And her. by the way, we have plenty of stuff to talk about with the fights. I can't wait. We're going we'll to get gonna, to it. We're going to get to it. But first There's things so first, much. I missed the birthday cake. Did you miss it? I, le- I didn't know they were going to do it. I wound up eating. I took a picture with a guy who I thought was Johnny Depp, but it was just some asshole impersonator. Are you serious? I'm such a stupid motherfucker. What the fuck is it? It looked like him, right? He really did. I mean, he looked very close to Johnny Depp. Yeah? But it wasn't him. No? No, he was an impersonator. And, you know, he was acting too drunk. I should have known better. I'm such a fuck. That's funny, Jimmy. Humiliating, non-showbiz idiot. Speaking (laughs) of drunk, I got to stop hanging out with Mr. Henzo. Why? Is he an alky? Not at all. Hope not. But every time I do, I end up drunk on the <laughs> Long Island Railroad, and my wife always. No, she doesn't give me shit. My wife's awesome. She knows she's she's good, but she knows she knows though. Yes, you know she, she knows she you're a, a liquored little... up fool. Well, I mean that chimney beer is like twice as strong as like a regular beer or something. Am I saying it right, chimney? Sounds uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna spill. <clears throat> it. But uh, all I know is I filmed some stuff for gala. Like we did an online thing, me and Henzo. He came in on like a day's notice. Like, yo, come in, Henzo, hang out. You know, and uh, you know we had such a good time, me, him, and Jamie English. We missed you though, Jimmy. Yeah. No, but listen, I mean, Ozzy's party or hanging out with me and Master Henzo. It is, it is kind of a toss up actually. You throw in me, no, it's it's an easy decision. You go to Ozzy, throw in Henzo. Henzo's a good time. Yeah, he is. But I mean, let's be real honest. I mean, Ozzy kind of takes priority. No, if you well, he's your friend. Well, yeah. To me, if there's a like they're sinking, and and it's one of those things. Who am I going to? I'm saving Master Henzo. That's fine. Ozzy's done. I understand. All right. I don't know. I didn't, I'm I, saving I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to drape. So yours, hey, you know. Literally over <coughs> anyone. That's true. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy? Even me? To be honest. <laughs> hey, if it's you and Mr. Henzo, first of all, I could probably say I'd both save, of you. Little... I'd save Ozzy's assistant over you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, Jimmy. Oh, fuck. I, 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 almost, I almost am so lightheaded I couldn't press the thing. <laughs> oh, I like when Jimmy makes me cry this early. Jimmy, yes, uh, anyway, so listen, we shot some stuff for Gal. I showed yeah. some Camorras, uh, and then we had some beers, a couple chicken wings. And next thing you know, I'm in the Long Island. How many uh, beers? Literally. Are you a lightweight with beers? Not like four, I okay. had. But they're strong, and then I might have. I might have finished a couple, like an alky. Well, I don't know if they were done. Were you doing edibles, too? No edibles. Okay. Because sometimes it's a bad combination. I might have smoked a little bit with a blue belt over at Henzo's. But listen to me. I don't know if that happened or not. Like It was a rough night. But next thing you know, it's so weird how they hit you, these beers. Because um, next thing you know, I'm on the train. I'm all good. And next thing you know, um, in the Long Island Railroad, I have specs. Um, I think I didn't clean my shoes good enough. My lugs. Uggs. Uggs. Yeah. I've had that. By the way, you just pulled out your plug so your phone is not charging. I saw that. I tried to play it cool, Jimmy. Yeah, I saw it. Well, it's not that cool because it's right. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I got it, Christopher Medusa. You should do that over there, Christopher Medusa, because... All right. So what happened? You got little white specks so on I your So I ended up in that, in that, that bathroom in that bathroom where... Um, Wait, you felt sick? I threw up in the Long Island Railroad. Wow, were you getting motion sick? In the, in the railroad, the, the train. 
Yeah, I know. I don't know why I threw up. I will probably use all the beers. I'm not a big. I'm not a big drinker. I like the other stuff. How like, long into the trip did you like? Oh no, I got to puke. I don't remember. Oh no. I know it was bad because I saw my um because when I, I puked all over the place and then that's that water where you have to hold your hands underneath to keep waving it and all of a sudden it comes out like a little thing so I'm like ah I rinse out my mouth a little bit I was just whatever it's, it's I don't want to bore everybody but wait a minute I puked on the train story is great <laughs> who doesn't like it I puked on the what do you, you puked everywhere did I, you get it all over the floor I got I got it was all it was a fucking this, nobody should use that thing wait, and, and first of all fuck them why not on the Long Island Railroad they can go fuck themselves for two reasons well, hold on why One, not just in the toilet they, that bathroom always is broken where somebody can just walk in. nobody People walked in on me when I'm doing something a little private. Not whacking off. They're walking. They're like, they walk in. I'm like, yo, the door was locked. I mean, they almost get annoyed. Like, oh, it's like, hey, dude, the door's locked, asshole. Maybe you, but it but it doesn't lock. Anyway, there's that, and I'm sick of these motherfuckers. Yo, I if I fall asleep in the chair in my in in my um seat in my seat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking a seat. If I fall asleep in my seat, I got my ticket up there. Don't wake me up after Jamaica. Don't wake me up after Jamaica. It's a dick move. No, no, just put it back where it was. It's in, it's in the thing where they see it. You know, the little uh, thing with sure. the ticket. They take it, they punch it, they usually put it back. Some motherfuckers shake me. And I'm like, hey, dude, you shake me like that give me my ticket again. How about I jump on you? Let's get back to some Let's talk about some fights because I'm getting amped up. I didn't train this morning, Jimmy. I'm a little extra amped. Okay. I did. You know? I did. Oh, oh, you look. You can tell. Too. Thank you very much. Did the weight vest? Did you? Sure. So the weight vest. I, I put like thirty pounds on a weight vest to go up and down the steps. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. It's awful. Um, by the way, we got a bunch of. We got a bunch of. Did we tell? Did we say it was calling in yet? Yeah, we did. We did it in the end. We have uh, Paul Felder calling in who called the fights. We also we have some fights. Uh, with he him. did call the fights. Yeah. Yes, he did. Now we also have uh, Kamara Usman calling in, oh. and um, we have for the first time Elias Th- uh, Theodoro. I know Elias, who won a uh, split decision, which. Let's was it real. split? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, How is that a split it, decision? It, makes, it doesn't make sense. Again, great second round for uh, for uh, Eric Anders. I mean, the second round was really good. I thought he was going to finish him. I also thought he made a couple of mistakes by tying him up, and I thought yep. he should have just kept hitting him. But uh, Elias Theodore was so good in that third round, he kept staying away, and he actually won the round. Elias How the fuck a, did they see that differently? Elias has yeah, a... Elias has a unique style. It's interesting. He doesn't take a ton of damage. He comes at you at weird angles. He's got to be a, an interesting guy to, to train for. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard to get guys to Left, manage. right, left, right, left, right. He's really constantly moving. It's, a, it, it's, 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 it's downright awkward. And it, yeah. it's, 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 it's going to be a hard guy to, to get some sparring partners to mimic that. You know, right? He's also championing a cause that is probably close to your heart, man. I mean, he's trying to get a uh, therapeutic use exception from USADA for his medical cannabis. <laughs> Good luck and with that. me and Elias could have been hanging out ages ago. I would have, yeah, Elias, I'm with you, man. Yeah, dude, I'm not made for the alcohol, man. I got fucking arthritis. I got arthritis. I got the shot in my knee last week. Did it help? Dude, I'm limping. I don't know if it takes. I know he says it takes a while, and I'm getting another. Are those one stretchy pants? <laughs> What do you think? I can't fucking kick somebody in the face? No, I'm saying you can, but you fucking dressed like a girl in Seaside Heights in the 80s. <laughs> you don't like these pants? You're wearing jeggings. What's the yeah. matter with these pants? Nothing. They're just all stretchy. What are you saying? They're stretchy. They're so like, what do you want me to have on? Some fucking tight like, Levi's, like fucking, motherfucker? Like girls' you want pants. Me to be like fucking... Uh, you should go to Hunkabunka in those. <laughs> these are nice jeans. <laughs> what is a Hunkabunka? Oh, it was a club. In like the early 90s, they would always talk about it on 103.5. 
Well, Jimmy, I like my pants. They're nice. They look comfy. Well, Jimmy, I'm a martial artist. You are. I like pants where I could fucking do that Chuck Norris machine. You know that one where you stretch your oh, fucking yeah. groin? Sure. All right, listen, back to some fights. Yeah, I'm gonna, Max Holloway and fucking Brian Ortega. We're starting what? with that shit? Yeah, can I we know, just... Why? I, all right, well... We like whatever. to lead up to it. All right, so lead up it's, to we, it. That's I, we like, What's wrong well, listen, with you? I like to lead up to it because I think we, we need the enthusiasm of... I want to hear... Um, also, uh, the uh, our guest, uh, yeah, Paul, Paul, Fel- Felder. Paul Felder. I want to talk about some of these fights with him also. But, but Jimmy, I'm not sure if you caught, and I was very, very impressed with uh, Nina uh, Anasarov. Anasarov, yeah. Anasarov, I said. Yes. Yes. I was, I, let me tell you, I did not see that coming. I, and if you heard Claudia Gadalia say, leading up to this fight, she was like, well, you know, listen, there's, She's more well-rounded. You knew she was going to try to take her down and just smoke her or beat her up. And if you've seen Claudia's fights in the past, she's very good with the striking to the shots, yep. striking to the clinch, striking to the takedown. And then when she gets on the floor, she's got very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She's awesome. So I, man, I'm telling you, I was shocked when I when, as this fight kept going. And uh, when she first got her down, I'm like, oh, this might be trouble. And man, Nina did her homework. She was awesome. Yep. And then she was getting stronger and finding her range and getting her timing. And Claudia started to weaken right away, right by that second round. Yeah, that's the best she's looked, I think, Nina. Oh, so boy. Far. She looked great. Listen, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she was the underdog in that. Yeah. I, I, and yeah. when I heard of that fight, I thought it was a, a it was a, a you know, a, a tough fight for her. Yeah. So she came through with flying colors. Uh, I don't know. Why Claudia got tired pretty fast? I mean, was it a I'm tough not, cut for her? I'm, I don't know, but I mean, she looked she looked in great shape. But she and she was she was on her in the beginning, and then I don't know if she knew that Nina was as prepared as she was. Maybe I'm not saying she underestimated her, but if you heard the interviews leading up, I heard a couple, and it's one thing to be confident, but it's it's basically she, like she was basically sh- almost showing her hand, saying that listen. It's it's you know it's a it's a mixed martial arts fight and and she was stronger her than in certain areas and and I just thought I just think that in her mind she thought she was going to take it down and smoke her yeah I think so, so. To, to Nina's credit man she did great she good really good in the scrambles down there good defending herself down there in bad position staying calm and then she had an endurance in the tank when they got back to her feet man she was awesome. What a that was! Yeah. I was really I was impressed. Yeah, and she managed the distance really well, which I think is what Claudia had a problem with. Like she probably assumed she'd be able to get in on her much easier than she was, but Nina was able to keep her at range using a good jab, and she she really looked great. Claudia's tough, man. She had yeah. a lot of battles in there, and uh, I've been very impressed with her in fights that she's won and lost. And I was just I was uh, I was super super impressed with Nina. So. Congrats, Nina. We should, and I heard that they might be coming back in here. There's a rumor. There's a rumor that we might have uh, right. Nina and Amanda. In here. I yeah. hope so because we like we, we we love those girls. Yes, they, we like them a lot. And what, uh, what, what did you think of Thiago Santos against Jimmy Manoa? Oh, wait, by the way, you, Jimmy, I, I got killed this week. By the way, did you give the pick? Didn't get killed, but he didn't have the yes. greatest. Uh, well, so this is our first fight that we picked. So okay. this is Tiago Santos, Jimmy Manoa kicked off the main card. Jim, you had Tiago Santos by second round knockout. Good. So you got that right. Three points uh, for daddy. Three points for daddy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you had Jimmy Manoa first round knockout. But first of all, what a heart attack this fight was. What a, oh, what yeah. a wild fight. 
Yes. I'm surprised. This, this, you know what? In a night that had so much going on. Well, if not this, for Holloway Ortega, that probably would have been the night. But Oh, Santos got a, a bonus, though. Yeah, he was. Yes, incredible. he got a performance bonus, and then I had Tiago by first round knockout. Got a feel for Jimmy, man. Jimmy, Jimmy. I know was he in dropped there, a few, dude. but yeah. he looked. I thought he looked really good. I mean, he certainly didn't look bad, but he did. That doesn't hurt his stock, I don't think. But, no, um, he's get, he's up. He's getting up there, though, Jimmy. He's yes, he in. is. Yep. I saw that. Well, I remember I picked him, and then I saw them do the um, when they did the uh, you know the stats, and I saw his age. I'm like, oh hi, and I got worried. Then he started hurting him. I'm like, oh, he's got Jimmy. I was, dude. I was, I yelled Jimmy more than I do in here. And I do that too much. Not so good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, good. Hey, man. So I got that wrong. And uh, Hakeem Dawadu yep. beats uh, Kyle Bakniak. It was a split decision. Oh, can I mention? Hey, sure. You know what? Fuck this. You guys don't listen to me sometimes. Can I say something here? Yeah, salty language. <clears throat> and somebody caught it. Somebody caught it. Oh, I know what you're going to bring yeah. up. You oh. were right. You were right. By the oh. way, this is another fight where... Hakeem Dawadu obviously wins the fight. Two judges have it 30 27. Yep. One judge has it 29 28. Bokniak. <laughs> you just like to say Bokniak. It's crazy. Yeah. It is, some of the judging it's, is. It really is that make the sense. same judge? Wait, wait. They gave what? What twenty? What did they say? I'm sorry. Two, ju- two judges had it 30 27 Dawadu, which I think is correct. I think he won all three rounds. Yeah. Another judge had a 29-28 Bokniak, which means he gave Bokniak two rounds. Is, that's insane. Right. So mm-hmm. let me ask you. I'm going to look. Is right. that the same shit judge? I mean, because we want to talk to Elias uh, Theodoro. Somebody gave that, um, it was a split decision. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that one, no, I, you can make an argument. I but, cannot see yeah. any argument for, for fucking Eric Anders winning that fight. And I like Eric Anders, I had him picked. Yeah. Or in my own mind, I did. And I was incorrect. <laughs> Let's see. Eric Anders won, I believe, only the second round. Yeah, Benoit Ro- Roussel, is, uh, he had a 29-28 for Anders. And he had a 29-28 for Bakhnia. Yeah, so this guy is stinks as a judge. He's judging. Well, he's just seeing something that, that the other judges are not seeing. Yeah, I don't know what, what what's going on there. But, I mean, the, the Bakhnia Dawadu one is way more egregious, I think, than the other. Still. Da- same guy. Da- same da- guy. Dawadu. Dawadu, yeah. Dawadu. Mm, Who looked he, really good, dude, by the way. Very look. crisp. Uh, by the way, Gilbert uh, Burns. Yeah. Uh, against uh, Olivier uh, Oben Mercier. Wow. Yeah, Gilbert Burns, and he's coming off wow. of a loss to Dan Hooker uh, in Vegas, and and he, man, he's a fun. Both guys are fun to watch, but Gilbert Burns is really like a, a powerhouse type of. Fighter. Just so people, I don't want to. They're gonna be, oh, you never finished the the thing, kind of like I did with that Hulk story last week. Uh, guys, I told you guys that I watched Queen, yeah, from Live Aid uh-huh. on my living room, and my mother was really into it, and I said that, and then I brought it up again later in the show. You go, you never said that. You made me think I was fucking crazy. So goddamn it, Paige. Oh, That's a name. That's a name on the okay. thing. God, she's uh, Paige the Gamer. She's uh, a fan of the. She's part of the UFC Unfiltered Army, All and right. she's uh, from the UK. She wrote in the exact time, Chris the producer. She tagged you in that, I think. Did she? I Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think but, she did. Yeah. But. I think it's she a lie. said that you mentioned it. They they don't listen to you. No, you're right. Thank you. I, I listened back Paige, that night. The gamer. And I appreciate somebody listening to me. You it's said it, you said it, out. and then as Jim was saying something, so it got lost in the shuffle. But you did, in fact, say it earlier did not, in the conversation. I accept your apologies. Yeah, it's okay, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy didn't <laughs> apologize. Jimmy doesn't have to. He doesn't have to listen to everything I say. No, Jimmy. I'm sorry. You listening? Well, yes, of course. I'm right with you, man. 
Let's go. What do we got next? Well, I just want to point out that nobody listens. Yeah, I think so I for had the, uh, you did. You had Hakeem Dawadu by decision. Matt, you had Kyle Bachniak by decision. Yeah, and I had a fucking thousand, ain't Hakeem I? Hakeem Dawadu by decision. Okay, so I, I had six points. Six for six so far. Two picks in a row. I have yeah. six points for Daddy. Maybe I won't that's, listen. Maybe, I'm, maybe right. I'm, I'm not going to say it again. I'm going to tune this part out. What do we got? Well, uh, well. This, oh, I mean, yeah, Jimmy. This is this this guy Gunny, Gunna Nelson. I pressed it. I pressed it. I want to be... Oh, no, but my nose is bad. I was oh, getting a little fucking know. mute button, which they still haven't gotten us. They don't got us a mute button, guys. I would be doing button. half the fucking burps in here Can we if, if we had that. Part of the issue with the cough button, I know it's absurd, but we're close to the Empire State Building, and they, so they can it gets cough. interference. They can make You hear like the radio or... through, for whatever reason, the one with the cough I button. Oh, so we press that? Like something comes in off the... It'll just be coming through all the time. All right. Well, listen. Yeah, we'll just figure out. Let, let 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 them. Let, I like funny. when the audience knows what's going on. Yeah. No, but you don't oh. want to sniffle into the mic. I apologize, guys. People, I don't fucking apologize for shit. I'm sorry, buddy. You Gunner, know, you Gunner, know, I love you. Gunner I need this Nelson, job. rear naked choke, well, second round. Well, I, I mean, mean, you know what's the beautiful thing about that is, Gunner Nelson, man. That's the importance of the mount position in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and he got the. Oh, and by, by the way. The ref, who was threatening, you got to keep working, you got to keep working, you got to keep working, you got to weaken your... Asshole! <laughs> Asshole! Asshole! All Where right. were they when he said that? Were they on when, the ground? He... <laughs> Jimmy. I were they standing up. No, 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 no. He was mounted on him. That's the point. He was mounted, Jimmy. And when you're mounted, you're in such a dominant position, which Gunnar Nelson showed maybe... Right. Not even a minute after the referee's trying to fucking cattle prod him. The, you can't rush that position. You're going to lose it. Well, didn't they? Because I think the announcers, actually, I'm thinking that is when they they were saying that there's no way they're going to break him up. Oh, is that what they were saying? Position. I didn't hear that shit. Yeah, and they said that it's been, I think Rogan even said it's been done before. Yeah. Oh, oh, guys in the, oh, yeah. in the mount. I think that's where, where, where that happened. Yeah. Is, yep. that's, that is uh, an incompetent ref. That's yeah. like taking somebody off somebody's back because it's such a threatening position. If anything, the one guy has got to be looking to get out of that position. You know what I mean? So, yeah, of course. Gunner, you got to settle in. You got to set something up. You're not going to get on. I'm just start attacking him like a caveman on there. And especially, Cowboy Oliveira is very wiry down there. He's a wiry type yes. dude, man. And those guys, you get a little bit of space, then you lose that position again. Now you gotta, he has to get him back down. He had a questionable elbow. Could you put that fight on? Yeah, I want to yeah. see that elbow and if it was behind the head. But on who? From Oliver to... Oliver, very beginning, up against the cage, and it was questionable, because it was right by the ear. Either way, it hurt him. So that's even more impressive. Yeah, he, said it, in, he, he said it in his post-fight interview that like it took him the full first round pretty much to like shake the cobwebs Oh, out, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. It was nerve... It made it that more exciting. But this is the thing now with the mount position, is in, in the original Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments with the points awarded, you get the most points for the mount and you get the most points for back with the hooks. And that's how it originally was, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competitions. But now with all these sub-grappling tournaments, and it's cool, it's just a different different rules. All right, here we go. He has them up against there. I'm going to say, they take, the they take, um, right, the all right, he, he gets, all right, we're going to go back to that. Gunner has him up against the cage and he's looking... It didn't happen already, or did it? I'm not sure. I think this is where it happens. It happens pretty okay. early. Okay, this is like. Well, he looks good now, and he's looking for a takedown. Yep. He's on. He got a single leg. He's looking for a high crotch here. He almost gets him down, and that's what I mean by how wiry. Oh yeah. Oh, right. oh that's when he, he grabbed, grabbed the, the, the fence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, and by the way, it. that's pretty fucked up too. I mean, because yeah, I think it might that, be should, an, it, that should be an automatic point. I think yeah. when it, when it, especially when it, it really prevents such, the takedown, it makes yeah. such a difference because sure. it's like you're it's you put you're exerting so much when it's taken away. Like, like it's like now you don't get to rest on top of him, and you put you exerted that energy. Yeah, you know. Oh, the fact that and enough for nothing. The fact that an Oliveira got out of that back position is that's something. That shows yeah. you how wiry this guy is. But for combat, fuck it. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, you can't find sure. it. It but, was the very, very beginning when he mount, when he got that clinch right away, he started hurting him. What did you think of that elbow that Nelson hit him with? It required 29 stitches. Well, I mean, that's the beauty. And again, you could do something like that from uh, from guard, but you, it's, you, have, you have everything going for you on mount. The guy can't really hurt you back. Can't get nothing on his, no, nothing on his, no, no snap on his punches or anything. He can't really wind up. That's a true um, sh- uh, sign of a of a novice down there. Like ta ta tahui um, tafui tatui tatui trying to punch up. <laughs> uh-huh. It's fucking yeah. It, that's just it's it's kind of it's just it's just a lack of knowing what to do. Sure, you right. know, lack of spending time getting out of that position. You know, so to try to get somebody off that position when they achieved it. It's fucking, that's brutal. So the fact that he was, I mean, that was getting me nervous, the ref, but that elbow he did on him from the mount, and again, because he's still mounted, it's only going to get worse. Oh, it's yeah. going to, you know how to keep that mount. You're there as long as you want to be, unless that guy says, fuck that, turns the back, and then look what happens. That blood just makes that choke go in tighter. Yeah, that might have been, I mean, I've watched a lot of fights, obviously, like, that, that might be the most amount of blood I've ever seen. I can't just think of a time, where, like where, I, I, Chris, I can't think of a time I've seen more either. That, <laughs> that was, it, was it almost looked like he just tapped after, like, he wasn't a rear naked choke, but it seemed like he lost a little bit, like, I, oh. I don't know if that really fucked him up, but that was a gash in his head. Yeah, vicious. Was, but, uh, you know, Props to, to Gunnar Nelson. Yes. And that's what I was saying. Like in the submission grappling tournaments, a lot of times they don't want to get mounted. And we had Eddie Bravo on here, and he's like, oh, I feel better with guys in a submission grappling tournament. When somebody's mounted, I don't feel that bad because it's not that there's, you know, a guy could play super tight, super tight with his head flat, elbows in. It could be hard to submit him, right. you know, and he could last down there and then make a little space. And next thing you know, he's on your leg, you know. But in a fight, Everything changes because you can't play so tight. You have to defend yourself with the strikes, and that opens up all sorts of things. So what I'm trying to say is for fighting, you know, get that mount. Don't just hop off that mount. Get that mount. Keep that mount. I want people should have an Aljo Sterling mount. That's what they should go for. BJ Does he have a good mount? Oh, my God. Aljo gets mount. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. Oh, we got some news coming up with him. Oh great! Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw you guys kind of like teased a little yeah, something. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. Uh, Fighting Gano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call Paul Felder in a second, but just to wrap up that fight, um, Jimmy, you had Cowboy Oliveira by second round submission. Damn, Cowboy, huh? You did, and then me and Matt had Gunner by second round submission, so we got that. Ooh, Ooh, so three points. Yeah. Well, three Daddy points. has six. Yeah. Well, who's six you, for who's Daddy. Daddy. All right. Jessica I and Caitlin Kuhagen was a good fight. Yes. It was a good Chukagan. fight. She still wants me to take jujitsu. I love her. She's great. And then Jessica's great too. She's been at my place a bunch. She's wacky, but in a good way. And she's tough, man. She's a tough chick. They're both tough. That was that was a good fight, man, with Jessica coming in like a like a bull. We have and Paul. Kat- oh, is that- sorry. Yeah. Hey buddy, you're talking to Jim and Matt. How are you? What's up, Paul? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, question of where we were just talking about some of the refereeing. Uh, what, what did you think about it at one point when uh, he was telling uh, when Nelson's in a full mount and he's telling him to uh, you know to have a little action or he's trying to get these guys to do more? 
Oh, yeah, I think I think that's a tough one, man. When it's full mount, I think that guy on the bottom has to get out of that before you tell the other guy. I mean, that's just one of those positions where I think it's tough to to stand anybody up. Hundred percent, and especially since he he just achieved it, and it's like yeah. if by speeding it up from that position, especially a wiry guy like Oliveira, it's like man, that can make a difference in the fight, a huge difference. You know, you got to give a guy. There has to be still a little chess play down there, man. You have to give a guy a time to work. That, that was yeah, stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, if they would have stood them up uh, on the mount position, and and just like you said, with a guy as explosive as Oliveira, you got to shut him down before you can start yeah. ground and pounding or looking for a submission. You can't just go crazy. He's going to find a way out. And then, you know, you, you just lost position just because you were told to get busier. I mean, I mean, Gunner had his back, uh, back triangle. I mean, he had his, he had him tight and he escaped that. So this is a guy, yeah. you get that mount position. If that ref would have stood him up, man, I, I was already like, don't you do it. Don't you fucking do it. I was getting nuts ball. Oh man! Oh, I don't blame. You. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been a little ridiculous. And have you ever? We also talked about this. Have you ever seen so much fucking blood in a fight? <laughs> no, I, I and just think they they stopped it right away. Imagine how bad that would have been if they didn't. That would have been the most blood we may have ever seen in one single fight. That was yeah. probably leading wise one of the worst cuts I've ever seen. And what's so? What's and would they have stopped that between rounds though? Because it wasn't it wasn't in a bad spot. It was on the forehead. It was gushing. Yeah, I, I probably would have affected his vision. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that was really it fucking bad. Would. I saw the aftermath of him getting stitches the other day. Yeah. 20, I think they said 29 stitches. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so, yeah, they would have stopped it. It was bad. It, it was really bad. Because the cameras kind of pull back because everybody kind of, you know, he, he, I mean, he, he rear naked choke right after that. So he, he kind of uh, didn't go very long. So there was no chance to really see it. But from the you little. Don't even, I don't think he even tapped to the rear naked choke. I agree. Now you think yeah. it was the cut, right? Yeah, I think he knew. I think as soon as he went for the choke and, and Oliveira turned over and realized how much blood was there, he's like, there's no way that this, that I'm going to fight out of this. Probably drown on that shit. That, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it pour out like that. Who was, uh, then again, over, didn't Overeem, who did Overeem uh, just throw an elbow on at, that he uh, that he. No, I, I really badly. Think, was that Overeem or was that... It was um, Alistair Overeem. I thought it was Curtis. Oh, Overeem. Who the hell did he have? Curtis Blade cut him really bad. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yes. right. he, cut, he cut Overeem. Right, okay, sorry. Oh, man, Curtis, Overeem just got a win. He did, yes, but I was remembering that fight. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And, uh, and he got cut horribly. It was, he oh. dropped an elbow and just he split right open. They've trained since then. Yeah. That's kind of cool about that. Since, since, that them? since that fight, they trained together. Well, were they friendly before that? I mean, were they... I don't know. Oh, okay. They were too friendly. But I think it was after that that they yeah, started uh, training together. Yeah. And we haven't spoken yet. We were kind of waiting for you. Obviously, the Holloway-Ortega fight was kind of dull and disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you surprised? I, I, I had, and I love Holloway, but people didn't know because of the health issues. Is he 100%? Is he going to be okay? So I had picked, I think it was a third-round uh, submission by Ortega, but I mean Holloway was just man fucking perfect. I had, I had Ortega too, and I and you know we just had Max in here, and I love Max, but I thought the jujitsu if he had a, a hold of anything, I just thought that that would make the difference. But I was 
can't say enough about Max. What did what did you think <clears throat> before the fight going into it? Like I know that might be hard when you're calling the fights to I don't know if that's like a conflict of interest for you to be like saying what you thought before the fight, but now that it's done, what did you think going into it was going to happen, Paul? I, I I was slightly leaning towards Max just because of the footwork and the volume and and Ortega's not necessarily you know a really well-established wrestler. His jiu-jitsu is probably the best in the whole division, if not one of the best in the UFC, but you got to get it there. And it's not easy to get a guy like Max, who's a big 45er. He's tall. He uses his range really well. And he, and it, my only concern was, yeah, what, where is his head at? How is he feeling? And then once the first, second round started going, I really didn't think there was a way that that fight was going to end up on the floor, man. He, but he even oppressed me beyond what I thought he was capable of doing. That was one of the best performances I've seen from somebody. Yeah, I figured we had him in not long before that, and he just seemed crisp and clear mentally. He seemed 100%, but again, there was still that little thing of, I, I don't know if there was ever really an answer as to what was wrong with him. I, I don't know if anybody really knew exactly what happened to him that, that had him pull out of that last fight. No, I, I, don't, I don't either, and I'm, you know, the sucker punch and Brian Butler's same manager as me who manages Max, and, you know, I never even got any super inside information even from them, so it was still a mystery to me. When are you fighting again, Paul? Uh, January 26th. Against? James Vick. Oh, yeah, man. Shit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so now when will you stop actually announcing? Uh, this weekend. I'm doing Milwaukee as well. Does it does it interfere with your training at all? <clears throat> like when you guys, I mean, on DC, that certainly doesn't seem to hurt him at all, but uh, does it uh, compromise your training at all? Uh, normally, I don't do them that close. Uh, so last week was kind of a last-minute thing. They they only had a two-man group, and uh, they'd asked me several times, and I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. Ultimately, I called my mom, who's, you know, Mama Dukes gives me the final word. I was like, what do you think? She's like, you overtrain, as it is. You do too much. Your weight's good. You've been training hard anyway. She's like, just go. Make the money. And I trained anyway. I mean, I trained every day I was there, and I found this little Muay Thai gym and was smashing pads with, uh, with with this little Thai coach. So I got it in anyway, and I probably could use the, the rest. But normally uh, I stop eight weeks out, but this one, uh, I'm in Milwaukee training anyway, so doing oh. UFC Milwaukee this weekend is going to be, I mean, I'm just doing my normal thing. Right. Now, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to see you, <clears throat> excuse me, in Milwaukee. Obviously, the main event is one that you're going to be <clears throat> watching closely is uh, – Course. Yes, Ally Quinta versus Kevin Lee, and I cannot, yeah. I cannot wait for oh, this. I'm fight. so excited. Um, could you give us your thoughts on that fight that's coming up? I mean, I'm sure you. I mean, you you were scheduled to fight Al the one time. Uh, Kevin Lee's. I mean, I, we could definitely see you versus one of these guys in the future. And how do you think they match up with each other? I mean, well, we saw the first fight, but obviously, I mean, you know this, I know this. It was yeah. early on in in Kevin Lee's career, but. I think both guys have evolved and are, are different fighters from the first time they met. So I, I'm just curious to see in the stand-up department, you know, Al was able to, to, to hurt Kevin Lee a couple times, and Kevin Lee was able to get a takedown on Al. So both of their strong suits have probably improved even more. I think it's going to be a scrap. I think they're going <laughs> to beat the brakes off of each other, to be honest with you. They, they seem to both have some bad blood. Um you know, Al coming off of a, you know, a huge opportunity when he fought Habib. And Kevin Lee's been on the cusp of that title shot himself for a while now. So there's a lot of implications on the line for these guys. So it's fight week, man. And Al seems to be, you know, he's here, right? He's going to be here. Yeah. So that's, that's, 
as we know and you know, my man, that's that's most important. If he's mentally motivated and driven to be here, he's one of the best fighters in this division. So as long as Al is motivated to actually get into the cage, I think he's going to put on a hell of a performance. Hey, man, as a guy that's close to him, I'm just going to say... He had a fuck. He, he had a fucking amazing camp. He looks amazing. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm so ex- Paul. Help, I'm excited right? for this fight. I hold Kevin Lee in very high regard. Also, yeah, I, I really do. He's a well-rounded guy, uh, and I've, I'm just as a fan. I'm looking forward to have. I have a great seat for this fight. You know, so I'm looking forward to this. And Paul, what do you think of? Uh, we, we talked before a little bit about the <clears throat> judging. Um, you know, the uh, I, I I thought uh, Dawood won all three rounds, and and they gave uh, a 29-28 to uh, Bokniak, and they also, the same ref, did the, uh, I, again, I, I thought that, uh, I, I think he had uh, Eric Anders. He, he, the, the, there was, there was uh, one guy that actually thought, I, I thought that was very obviously Elias Theodoro. How, how do you give him two, uh, how do you give Anders two rounds in that fight? I don't, I don't understand it. Same judge. Yeah, I don't same understand judge. either, man. I thought the judging was really weird that night, and I agree with both both of those fights on how you scored it. I thought Dawadu won the whole fight, and uh, I definitely had, um, no, Anders had that round where second round, he yeah, hurt Elias, but the, the first and the third were were one hundred percent Elias's um, round. So I, I don't know how I don't know what fights these people are watching. I don't know if they're mixing up who's who because they don't know enough about the sport. But it's getting a little ridiculous, and it makes you nervous as a fighter. It's like how how the hell did you score it even remotely close to that? And so yeah, because I don't know what's going on. sorry, I started to interrupt. I, I thought Anders had a great second round, if I remember. And uh, he almost put him away, but he he was on. I, I thought he backed off when he shouldn't have. I think he he went to the ground, if I remember correctly. He just he. I don't think he was as aggressive as he should have been because Theodoro rebounded nicely in that third round. But I'm like, how how do you give that a split decision? It's just I, that would worry me too if I was a fighter. Yeah, it's a little bit disheartening because you, you know these fights are ten point must systems. Even if you don't want them to be, that's that's how they are right now. So if you win two of those out of three and there's no ten eight rounds. The fight should be yours. I don't know where these split decisions are, are coming from, but there's been a lot of split decisions and strange draws as well lately. It's like, whoa, Jesus, what the hell is going on, man? Yeah, I'll tell you what I, I didn't see coming. I didn't see Nina beating Claudia. I didn't see that coming. <clears throat> that was impressive. Right, yeah. man? I thought yeah. that Claudia just had such an advantage on the floor, and Claudia leading up to it knew that also and was basically saying that she's a different level down there. It's, it's, it's not a, just a stand-up. I mean, in so many words, she was basically saying that she was going to take it down a smoker. That's what I was taking out of it. And uh, I was just super impressed with Nina. I, I, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, I think that's a four-fight win streak for Anzaroff. So, I mean, I, uh-huh. I think she's really... She said in the, in the pre-fight interviews, we interviewed her, she's like, look, I, I'm a smart person. I've got other things going on. I want to have a family someday. She's got things that she can be doing other than getting punched and, and kicked, but the only thing motivating her is obviously to be champion and to be the best in that division, and she wasn't going to continue on if she can't fight the top people. And when she got the Gedalia fight, that kept her motivated. Now she's beaten her, so I imagine that's going to keep her even more motivated. But that's the only thing she's motivated by right now is being the best, not by money, not by just you know staying busy. She's only doing it because she wants to be the best, and... uh I think that's a good thing to be motivated by, not just by needing the money or, or the attention or anything like that. 
All right, Paul, we got to wrap up. We have uh, Elias Theodoro calling in. We also have Kamara Usman. We have a very busy show. We always oh, like getting yeah. your take, man. We, you're, you're really, really doing a great job, and uh, obviously we love watching you fight, too. Yeah, and I'll see you this weekend, Paul. Yeah, I'll see you this weekend, man, for uh, sure. All right, take care, man. Thanks, Paul. Uh, later, Bye. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I like Paul's take on things. I do, too. I like, and the, the, I, I like the fighters who are in it. I yeah. mean, again, it's... Guys like I, I also love John Anik, but I mean, I, I love to hear from like Dominic Cruz. I love to hear from him. I love to hear from DC because they just have a, a little bit of a different way of, of analyzing a fight. Now let's see. With Oliveira, I was wrong about you guys are right. Now we're waiting for uh, who's next on the oh, phone. Uh, and, I'm uh, gonna call Elias. <clears throat> and by the way, while you're calling him, yep. uh, we should give props to uh, Valentina. Uh, <laughs> of course. Oh fucking hey, we're gonna talk about that. Oh, okay. But uh, Diego Lima. Yes. Uh, oh wow. Was, yeah. I mean, wow, man. That guy's had some up and downs, man. You know. Yeah, he's been a guy that like he'll he'll get put on his back a lot, and it's hard for him to to get back up after a bit. But yeah, I mean, he didn't it didn't go there. So. Started with two TKOs and a knockout, or two knockouts and a, yeah, two TKOs and a knockout, and then it was five straight decisions. It's so weird when you watch fights. And I was interested with Matthew Lopez because we found him on Dan White looking for a fight, but he had a hard time, man. He it was a, it wasn't a bad fight. That other kid's good, man. That Brad Catona, he had him. He strangled him. Is he the rapper? No, no. Who's the one who wraps up? Chicka, 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 chicka. Man, that Bracatona was good, man. And the way that fight ended with Matt, with. Oh, we got him? Oh, we got Elias. Yep, Elias here. Hi, buddy. You're talking to uh, Matt Sarah and Jim Norton on UFC Unfiltered. What How up? are you? What up, Elias? Gentlemen. Hey, Matt. Hey, man. What's going on, buddy? I just talked to you recently. through We messaged each other about something. I fucking. I don't know what. <laughs> Fucking, didn't yeah, we just talk not too long ago? Yeah, not too long, but remember, I get punched in the head for a living still, so sometimes uh, the conversation goes. <laughs> I was well, on you. <laughs> hey, man, listen. First of all, congratulations on that fight, man. Eric Anders is no joke, and uh, that's a good no. feather in the cap right there, buddy. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, really... It's always great to get your hand raised. Uh, obviously, uh, excited to you know uh, take the win in home soil. And uh, no, I'm happy. I'm, it was a really good fight. Now we've been complaining, by the way, about the judging in that fight, and we didn't see how anyone gave Anders two rounds. Yeah, well, I think um, you know uh, the numbers kind of speak for themselves in regards to just uh, both uh, in volume and I think overall game plan. He just wanted to knock my block off, but you know I think there's more to that in fighting. Are you still working? Who was the, the little guy that you had as a coach when you were with me, but, but you came by with him? Is he yeah, still? Lachlan. Uh, you met Lachlan um, yeah. and also uh, Evan. Uh, definitely always working with them. Uh, but obviously I had in my corner um, my wrestling coach, Chad Pearson, which you also met yes. when I came down. Um, and then also, obviously, Faraz and uh, Kurash. Man, awesome. And, you know, I was just saying before we got on air, you have an unusual style. Like, it must be hard for these guys getting ready for you. Because, you know, I've seen you down at Longo sparring, too, and you don't, yep. it, it, it's, it's interesting, man. Where do you, where did you, how'd you develop that? Like, I mean, you don't take a ton of punishment. You have an awkward striking style. Is it just, is it a certain, tell me how you developed your fighting style. Yeah, well, I think it kind of uh, stems a little bit in my past life as a, a skateboarder. And I think that's where a lot of the dexterity comes from and uh, the ability to jump in and out. Um, you know, and it just kind of developed in the sense of, uh, you know, I, I want to break the rhythm and kind of punch beyond where, where people kind of usually expect to, to be hit. And, um, you know, obviously my coaches have helped uh, embrace that along the way, but, um, I think a lot of it comes to the aspect of trying to be unpredictable. Um, if I don't know what I'm going to do, how is someone else going to know? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I didn't fucking know, but it was awesome. <laughs> hey, tell me about your post-fight uh, speech, yeah. buddy. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, uh, and also I just think uh, I was just going to go more in regards to, like, just the, the, the cardio aspect. I think I can, uh, you know, embrace not only my, my, my volume and, uh, you know, my own orthodox aspect, but just kind of trying to break someone. Um, and, you know, I, I, I actually do joke that, um, you know, the, the Mike Tyson quote where, it's, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's got a plan until they see me dance, and they don't know how to interpret it. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm a phenomenal dancer, but it's neither here nor there. Oh, you are a good dancer. That, that's my uh, my Achilles heel. I'm not a particularly good dancer, nor am I good in bed. So I guess there's a lot of Achilles heels. <laughs> well, well uh, I do not. I guess uh, I definitely have the opposite effect. Fucking Elias. No. Look at this guy. Look at his hair. Look at him. Dude, you're, are you really on, you're on those romance novels, aren't you? That's not a rumor. No, I have 11 to be... Uh, in fact, but who's counting, right? <laughs> now, now did they, how does that work? Did they just approach you and say, "Look, you're, you're, you got the you got the hair, you got the looks. We want to put you on this romance well, novel." Is that what happens? No. Um, well, when I was in the like the minor leagues and um, fighting and kind of coming up, uh, a way that I you know did some work, I did some modeling and whatnot. So I had an agent that was uh. able to put me in all those uh, romance novels. But once you're kind of in, they you know they'll call you up uh, from there, and uh, <laughs> you know it's definitely a Another feather in the hat, I guess, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of put. But I'd never let my mother read any of them. They are, they are smut novels. Oh, <laughs> they're, smut. Oh, they're <laughs> filthy. <laughs> Call them smut. That's such a mom well. term. Smut is a great mom term. Exactly. That's exactly why I said that. <laughs> that, that is so awesome. Uh, Elias, how did you end up being a freaking ring card boy? And has any drunks tried to fuck with you? Because I don't think that's a good idea for them. Yeah, exactly. I know. Um, it was just one of those things where I kind of, you know, I, in many ways, uh, I'm in one. In many ways, I'm kind of trying to think outside the box in regards to, you know, diversify and also, um, you know, uh, separate myself from the the pack. And I thought there was a great opportunity to talk about that in the true pursuit of equality. The answer is more, not less, uh, in regards to conversations about, you know, removing ring girls. So um, I thought, you know, why not? Why not remove? Why remove a ring girl when you can add a ring boy? And obviously, put my name in the hat. And uh, really excited because this week I'll be um, at Invicta Thirty Three, and uh, excited to add to a great night of fights, uh, which I know they always are. Where is that being held? That's going to be in Kansas City. Um, so really excited. This will be my I think sixth uh, Invicta event, and I'm really excited for this one. Uh, there's a rematch going on. Uh, that both uh, athletes are looking to make sure that there's no question on who wins. And, uh, you know, I not only have a really fun job, uh, you know, as a ring boy, but I got the best seats in the house for a great night of fight. How hurt were you, by the way, in the second round? I, I think, um, you know, I definitely, he hits like a Mack truck. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I threw a, a lazy kick down low that got me uh, caught. And, um, you know, I think part of it is, um, you know, because of my unorthodox aspect uh, in style, um, if I get caught in a, a bad place, it, it's kind of hard to find a footing because I'm constantly keep on moving. But, uh, you know, my coaches love me and hate me right now because I did give them a heart attack uh, in a second. But I showed that, you know, I was able to pull it together in the third. Um, obviously, when you win, uh, the, you know, it, it is what you need to do. But uh, I definitely need to learn uh, from this fight because I, you know, as big of a difference, I don't know if you guys heard, um, but in the fight, uh, just before the fight, rather, we both weighed in, and he weighed in at 223 pounds the next day. He was ginormous, and he hit just as hard uh, as he would expect. So, 
you know, I felt stronger because uh, I felt stronger in the clinch, and I, and I should have capitalized on some of the um, the clinching aspect um, that I, I really think I, I was an, a superior in. So, you know, I'm going to learn from this fight. It was a great fight, um, but uh, obviously. You kind of alluded it to it, Matt, but uh, obviously beyond fighting in the cage, uh, I'm looking forward to my next fight against uh, the Stigma Medical Cannabis outside. Well, can, oh. I, uh, can I? I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, question: He weighed in at two thirty-eight. No, he didn't weigh in at that. No, no, no. The next day. Oh, the next 23. day. Twenty-three. Oh, twenty-three. No, I meant thirty-eight pounds. He put on thirty-eight pounds. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's probably the prime example of like a one ninety-five, uh, but you know he really pushed it to the limit in regards to. Um, the weight cut, he actually didn't show up until 10 minutes before the, the cutoff. And, uh, you know, he was a really great guy, but, uh, he was, he, he was hating it the whole way through. And I, you know, I just saw in his frame, I just, I just, when I was cutting weight with him in the sauna, again, there's no animosity. We're going to fight anyway. Uh, and it's better to fight for money than anything else and not use any of the moments, uh, in regards to build up hate. Cause I think any type of emotion is a, a finite resource. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he made he made it by like just 10 minutes. And the next day, uh, they basically, the UFC weighs us in just to kind of check on where you are. And I weighed in at 206, but I had some of my clothes on. So I'm, I was probably about 203 uh, the next day. And I looked at his, and it said 223 pounds. He, was, he felt ginormous, but um, more, in, you know, more in the aspect of just his strength, where I still felt that I was stronger in the dominant positions in regards to the clinch, uh, just because of the, you know, I think I just had more mat time in that capacity. Was he doing a good job of cutting, uh, kind of cutting the cage off? It seemed like at one point he was doing a good job of, of cutting you off. Yeah, no. I, he, in the first round, he 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 was not able to really get my rhythm, or uh, you know, kind of really put up any of a, uh, an offensive. Uh, obviously, in a second, he was able to catch me, and part of that was because of that. But I also think, you know, when you're pulling away as fast as I was in regards to just. Um, you know, getting shots in, moving, sticking, moving. Um, I think sometimes in a fight you can kind of lose some focus. And, you know, unfortunately I took a couple punches in the face, but I regained focus and I was able to pull it together in the third. Elias, let me talk to you about something that I hold dear to my heart. Medical cannabis, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Now talk to me about that. No, what, I let's it. talk about the benefits of it, man. Tell me. How does it help you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I personally, because again, medicine is a, a very personal thing. I have what's called bilateral neuropathic pain. It's essentially nerve damage in my upper extremities. And it's something I've dealt with uh, before um, fighting, but it's obviously something that's exaggerated with what I do, punching and kicking for a living. And it's not just obviously the fight, but it's leading up to it because, you know, it's just one of those things, the fact of uh, fighting in the highest levels that it's, no one really goes in at 100%. They try to keep it as close to 100% as possible. Um, and just medical cannabis has been shown is works, works best for me, not only in regards to the endless amount of medications that I've had been forced to, to try, but um, as a, an alternative uh, through my pursuit for a, a TUE, but again, um, nerve damage is more specifically what I, I suffer from. And it's the, my medical doctor, um, my family doctor, and my medical uh, cannabis practitioner at Solis Health Network who have been help, helping me as a patient and empower me as both a patient and athlete. Well, it, listen, can I just throw in there that uh, as a, being a guy that's 
trained a, for fucking over 20 years on the mats and everything else. It helps out with arthritis, too. And I don't want to yeah. get nuts with this applause button. But it helps out. I'm not popping pills. I can't tell you the last time I had a Tylenol. All right. How about a Cialis? Mm-hmm. And well, <laughs> we can't, you know, we can't. Priority. Yes. Priority. <laughs> but um, what I was going to, sorry to interrupt, but uh, it, oh. that's actually kind of also what I do have as well. I have arthritis in both hands, um, and it's degenerative, I, and, and it's also congenital because I, I have rheumatoid arthritis just like my mother. Wow. Um, and it's unfortunately in a sense of, uh, you know, in Canada, we've had, We've had uh, medical cannabis for over a decade, and it's Ooh. actually attached. Um, it's actually attached to our fundamental rights in healthcare, as uh, as kind of dictated in our health, our um, charter of rights and freedom here. So it's not only about um, you know what I'm doing uh, to kind of benefit myself, but I also want to bring the aspect of this is a fundamental right for Canadians, and Canada more specifically wanted to remove cannabis from the prohibited list. Uh, through the CCES, as I mentioned. It's the Canadian Center for Ethics and Sport. They're basically the uh, Canadian version of USADA, and they lobbied to remove cannabis from the prohibited list, but both USADA and the Japanese representative said no. And again, as Canada has actually legalized cannabis uh, nationwide, uh, October 16th, that just passed, um, it's kind of where we are in the forefront, and I feel obligated now that we're removed from prohibition to use my platform and talk about not only my strike, my, my fight inside the cage and out, but also for all Canadian athletes moving forward. Well, I'm listen, we have to wrap up just because we have uh, Kamara Usman calling in. But it's fun talking to you, man. Real, real quick before you go, you're starring in an independent film called Last Hit where you play an MMA fighter. Is this your first acting or have you done a bunch of acting? No, I've done a bunch of acting. Uh, actually, the, to, to elaborate on it, it's called The First Hit. I play an MMA fighter who gets injured, okay. and I reinvent myself with competitive video games. It's kind of like The Wizard meets Southpaw. Okay. Uh, and it's something you like to do, acting. Yeah, no, I, definitely. Um, I've, I've been in a couple of uh, TV shows. I've done some stunt work. Uh, but this will be my I'm, – I'm the feature in it. I'm the lead in it, and I'm really excited. It's a great script with a great director already attached to it. Well, it's fun talking to you, man. You're really, really exciting to watch. And, uh, I mean, 16-2. and two. Do you have any, uh, any idea who you want next? Um, and, you know, I'm going to take a call. One of the people that I definitely would love to fight, because uh, I was originally scheduled to fight him, is Carlos, Antonio Carlos uh, Jr. Shoeface. Um, whiz on the ground. Yeah, Shoeface. <laughs> um, he, uh, he and I are supposed to tango, tango a couple of times already, but uh, unfortunately he's got injured. So, you know, he actually made a swipe at me about cannabis. Uh, and told me not to get "quote unquote" too high, and I said, "Well, it's unfortunate because again, he's injured right now, and medical cannabis can help you on a speedy yep. recovery." Yes. And so, hopefully, he uh, can uh, talk to his uh, own doctor and uh, get uh, healthy soon. And I uh, would love to take on him. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, you're always exciting to watch, man. And congratulations. I, you know, I thought that was a, a very clear win and not a split decision win for you. Yeah, Elias. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Really appreciate it coming on your show. All right. Take care, man. We'll talk to you again. Take care, Elias. Bye. Take care, Matt. Good man. He's a good man. He's really a I great like fighter. He visits a lot. Uh, yeah, just... why don't you take a quick break and then we'll call Camaro yeah, Usman. Too. Break time. UFC featherweight contender Brian Ortega loves the fight. He loves the strategy. And you know what else he loves? I do. What? Toyo Tires. 
And because uh, like T-City, Toyo tires are as tough as they come. And if you saw this fight with Max Holloway, Brian did lose, but I've never seen anybody tougher. He's a tough guy. He likes tough tires. And they are the official tire of the UFC for a reason. There's a lot to love about Toyo tires. Aggressive design, proven often on-road capabilities, tires for any weather, and the toughness to back it all up. There's a confidence that comes with tough tires. I believe Brian might not have made it through that first uh, fourth round if he didn't know he had Toyo tires. That's just my take. It's fair. Yeah. He's a tough guy, but he probably was inspired by his tires. So no matter what you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you can count on Toyo tires. Tough people love tough tires. If you're tough, these are the tires for you. Toyo Tires! That wasn't me! The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo, the official tire of the UFC for a reason. Learn more, toyotires.com backslash UFC. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value, that's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale, so don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year, Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. Plus, take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Kamaro, hey, buddy, you're talking to uh, Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton. How are you? What's up, Kamaro? I'm good. Hey, Matt. What's going on, buddy? Awesome fight, man. Congratulations with that RDA fight, man. That was sick. Yo, Kamaro, um, you there, Kamaro? We're on air, homie. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, buddy? You caught me off guard here. That's all right, so, man. I was expecting your call, but you guys just... What are you doing? Are you sleeping? Or are we interrupting like a, 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 a private moment? Yeah, we're coming in hot. <clears throat> um, no, I'm not sleeping. I'm, I'm just chilling, guys. I'm ready for you guys. Oh. <laughs> What's up? Well, Matt was saying congratulations. The RDA, I mean, what a, an incredibly dominant performance. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I, I really appreciate that. I think you won over Dana with that fight. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, 
yeah, I mean, it's good to to see the boss actually start to recognize all the hard work that yeah. you put in. So, you know, that, that, that was the biggest thing. That, that's important to have, obviously, the boss be, be um, happy with your performance and you doing your job. Well, he was so happy that he was saying that he wants to see you versus versus the champ like that that that's huge <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's it's one of those things that he finally saw that i mean it's what else do i do i need to do in a division to 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 get the respect that i deserve to let everyone know that hey i've done it all i'm, I'm here now it's my time to to fight for that title it's my time to go out and really show that i am the best in the division you know what I think is hysterical is that I just read that you would you would rather fight Kobe Covington than fighting the champ right now if you were given a choice. Is that is that correct? No, no. Am I way off with that? What the fuck did I read? It, it, it's not correct. <laughs> Hold on, what am I reading? It, it, it might it might just be <clears throat> excuse me. It might just be you know obviously fans tweeting or saying whatever they want to say and. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. kind of okay. Make, came out the wrong way, but no, actually, if the champ is unable to fight, yeah, the only other fight I'm, I, I want to settle for is Colby Covington because that fight is personal to me. That's a fight that, yeah. that I personally want. There's few, there's fights that you want to move up. Obviously, I got into this sport to become the champion. Yes, but Colby Covington is a fight that I will settle for. Whether I have one leg or one arm, that's a fight that I will fight hurt because I, I that's a guy that I really just want to get my hands on. You know how there's just some of those, there's just that guy. That oh, you yeah. Just, you just want to beat up so bad. 100%. Just, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You'll do anything to get your hands on it. What's, and that, that's the case. But when it comes down to it, absolutely, I, I'm, I'm for the title. That, that's what I want. What started between you? Exactly what was the moment that started where you guys just started hating each other? Um, I, I, it was just, I think it, it, it was just, you know, him running, I'm this, in this sport, I, I take it very seriously because I didn't get into the sport because I couldn't do anything else. I got into the sport because I wanted to compete against the best and I wanted to move up the division and, and become the best. You know, when I got into wrestling, the same thing, I got into wrestling, even when I got into it, it was late. I, I, I hadn't been wrestling for a while, but I got in and I worked hard and I got there. And so when I made the decision that I was going to be a professional fighter, I was doing it to get to become the champion. And so that's all I was doing. I was training. I was fighting the best to try to, to, to move up as fast as possible. And then all of a sudden, this guy starts talking crap, talking about, oh, well, you know, they offered him to me and I ducked him and this and that. And, and it rubbed me the wrong way because, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I don't get into this to troll guys to try to to try to get famous off of talking about guys or or that. That's. I don't do it because of that. And that's what it seems like these guys are doing. We live in an age now, a society now, where people just run their mouth on social media with no no uh, um, regards for any consequences or, or repercussions that might come from it. And that's what these guys have been doing. And so when he started doing that, I took it personal. I yeah. took it really personal, and to where it was like, okay, you, you're trying to say that I've ducked you. How have I? I'm standing right here. If it's really a fight that you want to fight, we can do it any day. It doesn't matter if it's street. 
Now Dana recently, you know? Dana recently, hear you. he commented <laughs> on those guys on on Kamaru. I'm sorry, on uh, um, Colby and uh, Tyron, saying, "Hey, if you guys don't want to fight, like the world is passing you by." Like you know, and then he kind of went after Tyron a little bit. They you know they've kind of a contentious relationship, Dana and Tyron. They fight, they make up, they fight, they make up. Um, is Colby not willing to fight right now, or is Colby ready and Tyron doesn't want to? Do you know, Kamaru? See, guys, this is that's this is the thing that that that's kind of frustrating me right now. That's confusing to me. Is last week after my fight, I think it was actually the day after my fight, uh, a brand new um, the, a TMZ show, the one that Tyron does, came out, and Tyron said that his hands better, his hands healing, that he's ready to go, willing to fight at the first top of the first quarter. He's willing to fight in January and or March because the UFC told him that February is off limits. Okay, so you're ready to go. That's, that's fine. And then Obi Covington, um, last Monday, on, on, got on the podcast, MMA Junkie Radio or something like that, and said that he's fine. He's ready to go. He's, he was fine to fight in November when I just fought. These two guys are saying they're ready, but they're not willing to set a date and fight each other. And so you can, uh, you can imagine how frustrating that is for the boss, sure. Dana White. Now imagine how frustrating that is for me, who's actually training each and every day to become a world champion and waiting for my turn. And I've busted my balls to get to the top. Now these guys are saying, oh, they, they're ready to fight, but they don't want to schedule a fight or fight each other. Dana's like, okay, Tyron, if you don't want to fight, then we're going to pass you by. These two guys are going to fight. But Kobe's saying, oh, I'm in the fight, Usman, because obviously, I don't know what reason it is. Obviously, for on my behalf, he's scared because he doesn't want to fight me. He's not willing to fight me. You just want to wait for Tyron. But Tyron is saying that he's okay, but he hasn't fought you. And Tyron's saying that he's not willing to fight me either because Kobe Covington doesn't want to fight me. So you know, it's like, what, what it, is the sense does this make? It is a really interesting match. And those two fighting, because Colby did win... Uh, you know, personality stuff aside, he did win the interim belt. And I do think that him and Tyron should be the next fight. But I think that's good for you because either way, that's great. Like, if, if, because one of those guys wins. So you either get Tyron as the champ or if Colby beats Tyron, you get him as the champ. And, uh, and, and that's a really good fight. So I, I think either way, you should be next in line uh, for the winner of that fight. If they do it. Absolutely. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to wait for my turn, but these guys need to go ahead and set a date and make it happen. The guys don't want to fight, then that's fine. They need to step aside and let me get, jump in and become the world champion. Now, I thought it was very, a uh, very ballsy of uh, you know newly signed UFC welterweight contender Ben Askren uh, to send you a couple messages to say, "Listen, I know Kobe's a, a little bitch, but I know a guy who isn't." And then he's saying, basically, well, he said he'll be your Huckleberry, and uh, you know, if you have that title shot right there, obviously. Why gamble it by fighting, you know, Askren, who's a super stud? But I'll tell you, that would be a huge feather in your cap if you take him out. What are your thoughts on Ben yeah, Askren? Yeah, Matt. Matt, let's let's be honest. Yeah. Matt, personally, you, you're you're you've been a you've been a champion, you've been a fighter, and you're also a coach as well. Yes. Now, on your personal opinion, what sense does it make for me to fight this curly-headed dork <laughs> that has fought a bunch of nobody? Like, name, I will name three guys that this guy has fought. I will give you 10 bucks if you guys can name three guys. Whoa, don't make the stakes so high, Kamaro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, good. come on here. 
this curly headed dork is just like he's like the newly he's just like a I mean, for lack of a better term, it's like it's a new prostitute that's just jumped in, in, in a new rink, and it's just all all of her just running his mouth just to try some form of clout. <laughs> that's a phenomenal but example. He's talking, think about it. He's just talking about everyone yeah. that, that's hot right now just to get some form of clout, to get yeah. some form of fan. Are you kidding me? One minute it was Darren Till. Next minute it was, uh, it was Masvidal. Next minute it's Conor McGregor. Next minute it's Sajara Eubanks. Next minute it's this guy, it's that guy. Like, he doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. He's just running his mouth to anybody who's hot right now just to try to get some fans on his side. Like, this guy has probably some of the worst stand-up in the game right now. Now, so, yeah. I, I just don't pay any attention to it. No, I listen. I hear you and I understand. I When he's, listen, he's making uh, a lot of noise. And to his credit, that's not a bad thing on his part. But all the guys he called out and no knock on them, styles make fights. You'd be the hard, uh, you're, you'd be a problem. So I was, that's what I'm saying. It's, and, and, and listen, on you, from your point of view, you're doing the right thing. You should be looking to fight the champ or Colby. Yeah. Because if it's not, for, if it's not, the, if it's not the champ, if it's not Woodley, Colby would be a fuck. That could be a main event anywhere because I'm fuck. Who's not going to want to see you two guys fight? But he oh. comes Askren. I was just surprised basically by him to, to try to call you out. Because these other guys, Darren Till, you sure a little bit of a you know kink in the armor. It was a chink in the armor. Chink in the armor. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so Styles make fights. So I'm like, yo, I don't. I'm surprised he's asking for that one. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just he's just jumping in just to try yeah. to. He's he's trying to cut the line and and and, and, and at least make some noise for himself. Yeah. And I get it. And I get it. But I, I'm I'm the wrong guy for that because I I will severely hurt him, you know. And, and for me, it's like, what do I have to prove? That fight's a lose lose for me. Yeah. What do I have to prove? I go out there and I smack this guy. Yeah. Everyone's gonna say, oh well, yeah, he hasn't really fought anybody anyways. Yeah. He jumped to the UFC, fought a real guy, and yeah, it's gonna be about him. You know, he goes in there and, and does okay, still takes some hell. Everyone's like, well, now she's level, he's tough, he hung in with, with the number one contender in the UFC. You know, it's a lose-lose for me. He does nothing for me. You know, it's a sideways step. And then after I beat him up, I'm still waiting to fight Tyron. Yeah. Right, right, right. True. Yeah. There's a rumor about him fighting Robbie Lawler, uh, Ben Askren. I don't think that's been cemented anywhere that's not concrete. i think that i, I think it, it's been confirmed I think. did dana confirm that when i asked him yeah dana said it on the show but i don't think it's like officially usc right. announced but dana said it. yeah what do you think about that matchup kamara what do you, who do you think takes that one i think it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal matchup and uh, to be honest with you yeah. i think he will lose to robbie lala oh that's interesting mm. robbie could hand him his first l yeah mm. interesting well, I hope you get the. Uh, I hope that they set a Colby Tyron date uh, for whatever. Dana, by the way, said that he never said that to Tyron, but maybe it was somebody else. And who the fuck knows that the February is off the table? Yes. No, I was just gonna say that Lawler Askren fight is official. Okay. Oh, it is official. When That's is it? January twenty sixth, UFC okay. two thirty three. All right, good. So listen, man, we hope you get the next shot after Colby and Tyron. Hopefully, they'll fight soon. And uh, you just stay healthy in the meantime because you're definitely next in line for the winner of that fight. And congrats again on that RDA fight. Very, it was so dumb. Was that uh, 50-45 by, by all judges or was there one that gave it like 48-47? Am I, am I remembering that right? What? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what that ref was watching, but uh, obviously they were there. Something was going on there, but it is what it is. Um, 
I thank you guys very much. I appreciate all the support, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be back soon. All right, we'll tomorrow. talk to you soon. Okay, take care, man. Have a thank great you, holiday, man. bro. Yeah, enjoy. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, man. Yeah, I really like him a lot. I like he's a him good a guy. lot too, man. He's and he's uh, got some style with that Nigerian, uh, Nigerian, Nigerian. Uh, yes. I said Nigerian. Very, very. They're fine. gonna clean that up. He's a fine dresser too, by the way. We've gone. I saw. I was sitting there. Fucking. It was three. It was him. I think Marlon Marais, and I forget who the other fighter was. It was BJ was sitting next to us. And BJ. man, it was one of the person, and then it was fucking a dumpy nothing, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jim Norton. Stop that. I could not have looked like a fucking, a, a fatter gutted idiot just Jeez. sitting there next to these real men. It was fucking humiliating. Well, let's talk about some real women. Valentina Shevchenko. What an amazing fight. And beautifully said, Matt. Yeah. Thank, thank By the way, guys. she did run out of a little bit of gas by round four, and that's where Joanna seemed to... Uh, to to do well, but Joanna just again, as no disrespect to her, she's so fast and she's such a good striker. She was afraid to throw head kicks because she got grabbed and, t- and taken down. She also uh, she's not. It doesn't seem like she's hitting hard enough to knock anybody out. Then again, neither did Valentina. But uh, she she's good with f- for volume, but she does not seem to be hurting anybody. No. Yeah, I, th- I think you could see a power difference, especially early, which I think is why Valentina probably tired out a little bit. I mean, it's not like she was exhausted, but there was a difference between the first couple of rounds oh, versus yeah. the last couple of rounds. But, but you can tell when Valentina throws. I mean, there's a lot of force. And it's the first. Shots, it's you know? the first time that Joanna fought at uh, uh, flyweight. One twenty five. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. and, and she up. jumped down though. What's that? Didn't didn't Valentina go down? Yeah, but this is more. Yeah, she did, but this is really what she went. I mean, this is like her. Yeah, and I was impressed. This is what I was impressed with. I I thought that the ground um, wouldn't make much of a difference at all because nobody's able to really hold on to to, you know Joanna down there. She's so 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 wiry. But I was super impressed when Valentina got her down with her near side underhook, Jimmy. Her near side underhook. That's why she wasn't able to escape. That's why she was able to hold her down the way she did. And I was super impressed with that. What I mean by that is when she was across her side, she had her arm under, had an underhook on the near side, not the far side. And it makes such a difference with the control, you know? So I was just super impressed with it. Um, And I didn't see that playing a big part going into it. And then I was wrong, and she ended up getting out and getting up eventually, but... Man, Valentina, very smart, yeah. and and the takedowns were very smooth, and I mean her spin she, kick to the body. Was oh anything man, better than that? nasty! She has such great timing on her counters, and uh, she was not going to be denied that night. Man, she does. They both went in there with confidence, but Valentina, I mean, she's never. Re- I mean, even when she's got beat by Amanda Nunes, it's. She only got outpointed, and she was winning that third round in the first fight. Second fight was a toss-up. Yeah. Right. This girl is an, an absolute beast. I can't say enough about. Shows that. you how good Amanda is too. Yeah, shows you how sure. fucking good Amanda and I, is. God, I was praying. I was praying for a submission so bad. Why? I but <laughs> I knew I, I, with Valentina because oh, I had Valentina ah. my third round submission, and Matt was like. You were making fun of me last week, and I was like, yeah. oh, please, Valentina. I had Valentina by decision, I believe. Yeah, right? so you guys both had Valentina by decision, so you get the full three points, and yes, I had Valentina do. by third-round submission. So what you need to say is nine points for daddy. Yes, nine points for daddy, fine. <laughs> if you're daddy, what am I? You're, um, houseboy. <laughs> I don't like that. You wear a loincloth and help around the house. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> 
I got abs now, though, Jimmy. Uh, by the I, way, I'm just trying the, to picture me in a loincloth. After the fight, Valentina was saying, you know, this is she wants to stay active. She's like, I'm not the type of person that's just going to show up and show off the belt to the media. Like, Dude, no, she's got I want to stay. She's active. got a fucking gun tattoo on her hip. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's a she wants, What does she want to do? Look, she's yeah. a, her, her sister. Man, they're, they're, they're badass. And Joanna's awesome. So, hey, you know, she's going to be back. Oh, the, yeah. She's going back home to Poland, and she says she's going to go visit her family and this and that and right. sleep in her bed and let her go get recharged, come back. I'll always uh, watch her fight. She's awesome. And, and uh, the main event, too, you know, one thing, Ortega went in at 14 and always undefeated. And if you're going to have your first loss, wow, man. there's no better way to do it than to, first of all, he, the guy was just not going to stop fighting. He was absolutely going to fight the fifth. Oh, he yeah. did not quit. And a doctor stopped it. And he was in, obviously his eye was in some kind of, you know, danger. He could probably hardly yeah. see out of it. There's no better scenario for you to lose your first fight than to the champion like that. Oh, and in an, an all-out war, yeah, where, oh. you, where, where you win the round before the round you lose. I mean, Ortega won that third round, I thought. You he know did. what's awesome about that is, yes, Ortega came back in that third round with some well-timed, well-placed counters and stuff. But, I man... Wow, Max. What about him getting up and going to Rogan and them, going to Joe Rogan? Yeah, I'm going to end it now, guys. Fourth round. He fucking did it. Yeah. And he, I mean, and not only that, he came out like a man possessed in that fourth round. Holy yeah. shit. It was like, it's not that he took the third round off, but, you know, that, that, that could have been Brian's round. Yeah. But then he came back in that fourth round and just unleashed hell. He unleashed fury. I cannot get over his accuracy. He's so accurate, man. It's like a he, he reminds me somewhat of a Diaz brother, yeah. where it's just the volume. But but man, I mean he just gets stronger as the fight goes on. He's relentless. I'll tell you, I would love to see him fight Conor McGregor again. I yeah. mean Yeah. They they had a they had a fight a, a, a decent fight the first time. Decision, right? It was a decision. Yeah. Yeah. But like Man, what he gets Connor past the couple he goes past a couple of rounds with Connor, he's gonna be pouring that shit on. Like he I mean, doesn't he's get just, tired. Oh like God, he, he gets just stronger. doesn't slow down. No. It's absolutely That's crazy. That's gotta suck for the other fighter. <laughs> here's a here's a couple of and well, you could see it too. I mean, Ortega's his game as they come, and I you know, this the, you like Max? this that takes nothing away from him, but he just was overwhelmed. Did you see Max walking out to that thing? Yeah, calm, oh, yeah. cool, enjoy. Talk about a guy that's happy to be there. Oh my god, how many punches did he land? Can you read that first stat? Holy shit! So that's total strikes landed, Max landed six hundred fourteen total strikes. And I was talking to Longo about yeah. this because I'm kind of concerned for for Brian's longevity in in, in his sport. He was Longo's like, oh, he's rolling with a bunch. And I know he was rolling with a bunch, but he took a bunch. Oh, yeah. Let's say he rolled with half of them, and he still still three hundred something Dude, punches. He took more punches in that Dude. fight than I've taken in my life. Yeah, by like an, a <laughs> by six hundred, yeah, <laughs> by six hundred and ten. No, I'm only kidding. By uh, but Jimmy, wow. I mean it was, it was in a performance that is just it leaves you in awe. Five hundred and eighty significant strikes. I mean Max Holloway was. This is the round. Incredible. He called it that fourth round, and then when it didn't happen, he goes, "Ah, oh, maybe next time, guys." And then they didn't. Then they stopped it. So he basically did what he said he was going to do. Right. And I just, I it just that to me. Is just wow, and Ortega looked really good, you know. But he was just fighting someone who was giving a masterful performance. But I thought Ortega looked really, really good, and he was landing hard shots when he landed. He landed some really good shots. He did hurt Max a couple times. I was, but just he couldn't match the speed. I thought the no. jujitsu. I thought all right, Max has Max, you know, 
he can't say arguably, but I thought he had the the real edge on the feet, which oh, obviously yeah, was so. Yeah. I mean, now it's obvious, but before that, you're like, oh man, but Ortega, you know, he landed on Frankie and he did this and that. But I thought one one slip up, one slip up, and 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 Brian gets a clinch and he gets him around the neck. Anything, it could be over. Yeah. Well, he tried. They didn't try to pull uh, him a couple guard times. Ball, yeah. yeah, but Max, masterful, you know. And that's just that's a, it shows you the difference. If they were to roll. In, a, in, a, in an academy, just do some jiu-jitsu. I'm sure Brian will most likely have his way. But it's not a jiu-jitsu fight. And it's not, an, it's not a grappling match. And, it's not, and, and not that Brian fights like that. He doesn't. But there's... A, there's the, Paul Felder mentioned it earlier. The wrestling aspect. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Where that's the one area where if he picked... Because he's good at... He's got great... He's a really good stand-up. Got good power. Got good well-timed counters. Good accuracy. I'm talking about Brian Ortega. Yeah. And he has phenomenal jujitsu. Maybe a little bit more with the wrestling, a little bit more, just to, to put that where you want it. Because you got to think, man, his fight with uh, Mokano was close too. Until Mokano shot in on him. That was a close fight. I forgot how, who was winning that. Yeah. I that think was it, very close. I think it was probably 1 1 going into and, the. And the then, then Mokano made the one mistake by shooting in. Right. So Max had to be perfect. And man, did he deliver. I mean, it was just so, I was just so like. I was blown away. And leading up to it, and also you got to understand, a while ago, like he, like over five years ago, Max Holloway fought uh, uh, Dennis Bermudez and lost. Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, he, you know, Dennis, you know, had some wrestling and he got in on him. And if Dennis could do that, I'm trying to put it in. And I remember leading up to this, Max was saying, you know, people talk about my fight with Connor or whatever, you know, um, you know, the old Max uh, lost also to, to Dennis Bermudez. And it, I, I'm a different guy now. I'm a different Max Holloway. Yeah. And man, do I believe him. Yeah. It's easy to say that, but holy man, he's just a different guy now. I it, these battles just his fight IQ, his skill set, his endurance. I can't wait to see what's next for him he's, and who's fighting him. Next. He was just incredible. I still want to see Frankie get a shot. I mean, I, I, I think Oh wow. I would too. I mean, Styles make fights. The way Frankie blends it together, that would be and hey, the one thing Max does not have Frankie beat on his well, a couple of things is fight IQ and uh, endurance. So that would be to watch these two fucking wow. Terminators who wow. don't get tired. Right. Hey, look, he fought Brian and he's fought Jose twice. I, Frankie has to be next if he's healthy. Who's who's that? Who did Frankie? It was Frankie's. That was his last fight. Frankie's last fight. He beat um, Cub Swanson. Oh, he, like I said, he, oh, yeah, he bounced back right. quick from the Ortega fight. He and did. Then he beat Cub. Cub yeah. Yep, man. Uh, yeah. Listen, Frankie. Deserves deserves it more than anybody, right? I mean, Frank, I would love to see that. That's I, mean, I don't know if they want to give him a fight first or whatever it is, but right. man, you got my money. And and how, and Frankie's such a legend. I mean, look what he's done with the sport. How could you? Yeah, like, nobody would argue that? with that. Right. Nobody would argue. You with know, that. It'd be a fun fight too. It'd be Max against Yair Rodriguez when when the time is right for that. Uh, because yeah, I, I think a, that'd be a very interesting matchup. Like Yair, listen, that would be interesting, but. He's got to show a little more because he did have an awesome fight with Korean Zombie, which he was down in the cards yeah. until he landed that fucking spectacular That's true. elbow. You're right, he was. So he was down in the cards. So he needs to show a little bit more, and uh, he shouldn't be getting that in front of Frankie. No, Frank no, 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 no. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he's he's ranked. Uh, what what is he ranked? Yeah, yeah. He's he's way down. He's third, he's twelfth. Right. I mean, there's there's probably a couple of guys ahead of him. Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of guys ahead of him. Well, and Aldo's back in the mix. I mean, I know you're not going to like immediately uh, put him against him Max, but he's no, but, you, can't, you can't do that. But he right is anymore. back in the conversation more yeah. so than Yair Rodriguez. I let's, guess he let's is. see him fight Ortega. That's interesting. Oh yeah. That's really interesting. There's so many good fights, Jimmy, well, and we get to I, talk I, about. I, I don't think that's as interesting. I'll tell you why. Because again, when Jose can't throw kicks, he he is he's he's a good boxer. 
but I don't think he's good enough to keep Ortega off him, and no. I don't think he's going to be throwing a lot of kicks fighting Ortega. I, I don't think that that's a, as great a matchup. I mean, even though Jose is a black belt, I think Ortega wins that, and I would give him in the second. Here's a couple of uh, Max Holloway records that he set after this weekend. He's now tied with John Jones, George St. Pierre, and Mighty Mouse for the second longest win streak in UFC history, 13 in a row. And that's wow. after you were saying Dennis Bermudez and Connor. He hasn't lost since then, 13 straight. Uh, Anderson Silva obviously 16, has the record yeah. with 16. Max had a new single fight record for significant strikes landed, which was 290. Yes, I think he landed more than the rest of the card combined. Yeah, and a new single round record for significant strikes landed, 134 in the fourth round. And then Max became the all-time significant strikes landed leader. He's at 1,627. He moved ahead of Michael Bisping and Frankie Edgar. Well, what congratulations, about Max, what about Max versus Diaz, brother? What the fuck would that look like? I don't know. You just don't even put a clock on it. Just pick. Well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that is so much. So much going on, gentlemen. All right, people. I listen. To, I have to use the restroom. We, we wrap up. Yeah, uh, we can wrap up. What a what a uh, a really fun uh, episode. Thank you to Kamaro. Thank you to Paul Felder. And of course, thanks for uh, uh, Elias uh, Theodoro. That was really good to talk to him. Yeah, that was great. By the way, just to wrap up the picks here, we all had Brian Ortega by third round submission. Obviously, it didn't go that way. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you went three for five, nine points. What did you say? Daddy went three for five, nine points. Matt, two for five, six points. Call me houseboy. I'll fucking jump over this thing like a fucking <laughs> Nine superhero. points for daddy. Uh, and uh, Chris, the producer, four for five, nine points. No big deal. All right. Good for you. So we're yeah. both got nine. What do you want to plug? Uh, nothing. I have nothing to plug. Really? Just check out the Chip Chipperson podcast, Jim and Sam show, and uh, on Sirius XM. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's not my business. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.